Hi everyone, my name is Connie Leon and this is Taking Back Your Power. The purpose of this podcast is to share my experiences during some very difficult times in my life. To share that you can empower yourself to survive those moments and come out on the other side. And ultimately, to embrace them and take back your power. Hi everyone, this is Connie Leon from Taking Back Your Power and today I have Sherelle Sydney with me. Sherelle is a really good lifelong friend and she has a new project that she's been working on for some time and I want her to share a little bit about it. She has a podcast called Entire Inspire and Sherelle is an all-around inspirer. She is always motivating me and pushing me to do better and to do more and kicking me in the face so that I can get my shit together. (laughs) Hi, Sherelle. Hello, hello, hello. Again, I am Sherelle Sydney and I uh, have created a podcast, Entire Inspire. And what I love to say is I am the podcast that provides inspiration for elevation. Um, That's who I am. That's what I do. I think you want to talk about, is is that it or do you want me to? No, just why you started Entire Inspire and what motivated you to get there. Why did I? I'm going to be all the way transparent, Connie. I'm going to be all the way transparent um my hearing is bad my hearing is bad and when I was a kid um people always told me what I couldn't do people prepared me for a life of crutches right and so what I mean by crutches is well you know Sherelle you 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 may never get a really good job so just kind of accept what you can get don't worry about a college degree Mm -mm, you don't need any of that just you know the state will give you this lovely check and, and you'll be fine with that and people always put limits on me and people always told me what I couldn't do and what I wasn't good enough to do and what I wasn't smart enough to do and I'm gonna be honest with you I I remember when I was a kid I started out all the way special ed the bus would pull up to my house honk honk and then you know all the neighbors would say wow the girl that lives there is retarded it's not fair but that's what they called me right Mm -hmm. and so then I'm in resource classes and and one day I was sitting in my class as crazy as it sounds Connie I was sitting in my class and I said you know what nobody's gonna take the retarded girl to prom and that was my thing. I got to get out of this class. Mm-hmm. I got to get be in regular classes. So when I get to 12th grade, I will have a prom date, as crazy as that sounds. So here's the deal. Did work my way out. Um, and, and I spent all of my life trying to defy the odds that people were putting on my life. Trying to be better than what they said that I could be. Trying to accomplish the goals that they said I couldn't accomplish. You know, just trying to jump out there and try some stuff. And what I found out as an adult is that is so many of us. We have things that, you know, that that we go through and we have limits that are placed on us. And we assume that we got to stay in these box, stay in the box and, 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 you know, function within the box and stay, you know, color within the lines. Girl, color out of those lines. To hell with the box. Throw the box in the trash. Why do we have to function in a box? And so my thing is I want to encourage, I want to motivate people to know, guess what? Forget what those people say. You can do whatever it is that you desire to do. You can you can be what you want to be. You can. Why can't girls play football? When I was a kid, I wanted to play football. I got six brothers. I wanted to play football. But they said it wasn't for me. So fine, you know, they don't have a girls football team. That's why I get so excited about things like the WNBA. And that's why I get excited about, you know, you know, opportunities where the underdog becomes the overachiever. And that's my goal in life to be the the girl that you once said couldn't do it. The girl that you once said couldn't be it, couldn't accomplish the thing is 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 rocking. She's doing her thing. And because I want to be able to rock and do my thing, I want you along the journey with me as we rock and do our things together. 
And so that's kind of, you know, so even in my career, I do a lot of coaching, you know, motivating and, and, and encouraging people. And so often there is something that somebody said to you 40 years ago that is still blocking you today. We got to remove that stuff. Nobody gets to have that kind of power over us. Right. Kind of like you talk about, girl, you better get your power back. Mm-hmm. You, you better get it back. Get it back. Because the people and the person that you gave all of that power to wasn't even worth it. Right. You know, they don't even have anything to show for themselves. If you ask yourself, the person that said, I'm going to be a loser forever, what are they doing right now? Right. You know, how are they living? Right. You know, they probably don't, as the old folks used to say, they probably don't have a, what they say, a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. <laughs> But you letting that person dictate right. how far you do or don't go in life. That's not okay. Right. So you you said a couple things that, like, you know, they stood out to me. So mm-hmm. one of the things is why we allow people who are basically nobodies in our lives, right, to, to dictate our future. So it takes me back to, like, the fourth or fifth grade. I had a math teacher here in the Heights when I went to school in Northside. Mm-hmm. And this math teacher, and I want to say his name was like Mr. Moore, Mr. Moon, something with an M. Um, He told us that basically a a room full of minorities, black and Hispanic people Mm -hmm. in Northside, kids, Mm -hmm. he said that we weren't going to be shit. Mm -hmm. That we were destined to drop out of high school. The women were, the the girls were all destined to get pregnant by Mm -hmm. seventh grade. And that we weren't going to be shit. We were going to be another statistic. And to just, you know, if if you weren't serious about this shit, get out. Because you're just, that's what you're going to do anyway is fail. Mm -hmm. That stuck with me. Not as a thing to, like, not move forward and do good things. Mm -hmm. That motivated me to think, I don't want to be a statistic. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a dropout. I don't want to be a teenage mom. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. and I understand there's people who drop out and have kids and they're fine, Mm -hmm. you know, but I didn't want that for myself. Mm -hmm. So for so many years, I pushed hard in school. I made sure I was a straight A student. I'm not the smartest, but I will work hard, right? Mm -hmm. I will work hard for my grades and I will push and do what I have to do. I was a straight A student, great. Okay, so we got cut off. But anyway, um, so I pushed hard because in my mind, I was not going to be another statistic, mm-hmm. right? And and that stuck with me in that way. I never took it as a negative thing where, you know, I let it define me. I let it define me in a different manner, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you have people like that, people who take those situations and turn it into mm-hmm. a positive, And then you have the ones that it drags you down the rest of your mm-hmm. life, right? Mm-hmm. So... We have those two situations. And then we have people like you. You told me something years ago. Mm-hmm. You said that I was, you told me, you said, why are you letting people put the sun in the closet, mm-hmm. right? When mm-hmm. it came to me mm-hmm. and what I'm doing. And that stuck with me and just things like that. So I think it's a matter of perspective. How do you help people flip that perspective? Because I would, I could have focused on all the negative, but I've chosen to focus on those good people who told me the good things and, mm-hmm. and pushed me to do those things because that's what motivates me. Mm-hmm. So how do you help in your coaching or in your way of pushing people? How do you help flip that mentality? One of the things that I tell people when they come into my space is that you, um, A, I need your transparency because we cannot accomplish the goals that we have if you're going to be fake about it. Let's just be real. So I mean, we got to come out of our clothes. That's number one. Number two becomes, I need you to understand. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Sometimes honest doesn't feel good. Sometimes when I have to say to a person, look, baby, I'm going to need you to get it together. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not personal, but sometimes it's that, you know, and I don't want to use the word tough love because, you know, I I got a cousin that keeps saying, stop saying tough love. So... Um, but, but, 
just giving my my coaching to let you know that hey everything's gonna be okay life is gonna is gonna throw you some 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 crap what you gonna do with it you know right. so often people talk about oh you take the lemons and make lemonade I don't want lemonade I want a margarita <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, with a salt rim <laughs> right please and thank you and so really at the end of the day we we do it's, it's about going all the way back to those thoughts that we like to forget about let's talk about your childhood what does that look like you know who who did you look up to and a lot of times it's people in our childhood who said some stuff that just jacks us up so for me Connie it's really about people just being transparent and being honest because once you're transparent and you're honest about you know where you've been we can get you where you're trying to go um but you got to be real with yourself and then you got to be open um so often people say I want to be better I want to do better I want to accomplish this thing I want to do this I want to do that but then they're not going to be honest with themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and then you got to put in the work. Are you going right. to put in the work? Because one of the things I know is when you decide you want to work out to look good, you got to put in some work. You you you, you got to get sweaty. You got to get dirty. You got to get musty. And it's not going to always look good. Right. You know, there are going to be some days that you're going to cry. It's going to be some days you're going to get frustrated. And, and guess what? That's a part of the process. But the fantastic thing about it is when you keep working to, to accomplish that goal, you're going to get there. And when you get there, you can look back over all of that junk you went through, all of that gunk you went through and just say wow I made it it's possible it's doable it is it is and then you said about um how you want to do boy things right or wanted to do things well you know and I hate that so growing up or not growing up but growing up for me like I my dad was very Mexican very Mm -hmm. machista you know like Mm -hmm. the women did certain things and the boys did certain things and Mm -hmm. you're not allowed to do this because you're a girl and the boys can do it because they're men Mm -hmm. and so when it came to my kids and having Camila and Santiago we did know gender like right. identity when they were young. It was like if they wanted to play with whatever they wanted to play with, especially after we had Santiago and then we had Camila, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you have two kids and I'm not going to go buy new toys just because I have a new kid kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know. So Camila would play with Santiago's toys. Yeah, she had dolls and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if Santiago's toys were there, I was never like, hey, you can't play with that because mm-hmm. you're a girl. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Santiago, if in which like it's funny because my kids are like such a boy and such a girl, like, you know, mm-hmm. in the definition of what that society has mm-hmm. that like Santiago would play with the dolls with Camila but he would like beat them up and rough them up you know like so you know so it was never for me I would never even worried about it or thought about mm-hmm. it I just let them be kids and let them do you have a daughter mm-hmm. so how do you tell her how do you define this like you can do anything in this time because you weren't given that right you were given the limitations are you limiting yes her? you want to know what's so funny and I'm just going to be really honest with you. I will never forget when I was in the hospital and I did my ultrasound and they said I was having a girl. Now, remember, I got six brothers. Right. So when they said you were having a girl, I needed them to check that about five or six <laughs> more times because I don't know what you want me to do with a girl. Right. Because I'm a tomboy. I got right. six brothers. They roughed me up. We did our thing. What do you want me to do with a girl? And I mean, to the point that I was praying like, God, are you serious? But You know, it's funny. People say God has a sense of humor. So then he gives me this girl who is a miniature version of who I was. So she's the girl that I have to make put on a dress when we go to church. She's the girl that I have to say, you know, get out of that tree. And it's funny because recently, as you know, (laughs) my daughter (laughs) fell off the roof. Um, And it's funny because, you know, when, when people are like, oh, my God. So she climbed on the roof of my parents' house. And then when it was time for her to jump, instead of her jumping, she slipped and she fell. Well, guess what? I couldn't get mad at her. And when my mom and dad were furious, like, what was she doing on the roof? 
I had to go ahead and admit, Daddy, we used to get on the roof all the time. What do you mean you were on the roof all the time? <laughs> and so when my daughter jumps off the roof, and now I'm sitting, you know, at Texas Children's Hospital, and people are looking at us like, <laughs> what happened? And I'm like, mm, that's what we do. You know, my parents have the coolest roof. You sit on top of the roof, and just it's just the coolest thing. You look at the stars. You... It's a major stress reliever, but when it's time to get off, you have to know how to get off. Right. And so she failed. So she's she's mean. She wants to play football with the boys, and she wants to do this, and she wants to do that. And so I let her do it. Um, you know, of course there's limits, right. and I have to make sure that, you know, she right. keeps in mind, in mind the boundaries. Because I'll never forget my grandfather saying to me, Sherelle, if you get hurt, you'll never be able to have kids. And I'd be like, Grandpa, I don't want kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Um, so I do, I encourage her that the sky is the limit. I, and I do all the time, all the time, always motivating her, letting her know that you can do anything that you put your mind to. Um, and unfortunately, because she's nine, she's going to go through some of the things that the nine-year-olds go through, the eight-year-olds go through, where sometimes she kind of doubts. And sometimes she's like, well, mom, I'm not as cool as this person. I'm not as cool as that person. But I have to, just like, I, and it's funny because I have a message that talks about rocking in your own sunshine, rocking in your own sunlight. Baby, let me tell you something. I have to do it just like I do the others. You know, you better create your own sunshine and bask in it, you know? Right. And so, like you, I don't put the limits on it. But what I did do, fine, you want a remote control car, it has to be pink or purple. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Or if you, you want to you get a skateboard, let's make sure it's colorful, you know? Right. So just, you know, kind of putting the boundaries that way. But not necessarily, you know? So my daughter is the kid that wants to get out and get roughed up with the boys. And then she wants to, you know, do some of that girly stuff too. But right. I assure you, she is not... As girly as I like for her to be, but she's a tomboy just like mommy was. And right. so it's kind of cool. So, you know. And yeah. like you said, you can't be mad at it, right? Like for me, Camila is the opposite of me. She's yeah. super girly. Like she thinks she wants to rough it up with the boys. Yeah. And then she gets hurt and she's upset, right? Yeah. First of all, she's very competitive. Yes. She doesn't like to lose. So yes. if she goes in and plays with the boys and the boys beat her up and throw her out of the room, mm-hmm. she's pissed. Mm-hmm. Like, she wants me to go in there and just beat both of them up for her. Yeah. So, she's that person, right? She's super, super girly, very creative. Um, and I and my ex-husband would tell me, he's like, why are you so mad? Like, that's you. Yeah. Don't, don't get mad. And so, I've learned to not get upset. Yeah. I let her be. I let her flow. I let her do her thing. But we were just talking about that, right? Like, being our own sunshine, not setting limitations mm-hmm. on ourselves, and believing our worth, believing mm-hmm. our sunshine is there, mm-hmm. and that other people are looking up to you. Yes. What is your biggest thing for yourself to put, motivate and push you to do more so that your daughter can see that? That is exactly what moves me. And it's so interesting that when we decide to become parents, we start thinking about everything that we're going to lose. Like, oh, man, I can't go out and do this, and I can't go out and do that. But what we gain is we gain a fan for life. And because I know that my daughter is my fan for life, she's the one that's cheering me on when everybody else is saying, oh, you suck. And she's the one that says, mommy, I love you even when my breath stinks. Um, and so she, I know that I've got to be very, very careful of the things that I do. And I got to be very careful of the things that I say. Because the minute I say that I don't feel like I'm good enough, then that nine-year-old is going to say, clearly, if mommy's not good enough, then I'm not good enough. And I don't want to push that off on her. So right. I, 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 it's kind of one of those things I've got to motivate myself. I right. remember um, 
Believe it or not, that's actually a scripture where it talks about, you know, encouraging yourself. You got to encourage yourself in the Lord. And so I'm a person that sometimes we got to get that alone time. You know, maybe it's in the car. Maybe it's that music before you get in. Maybe it's you listening to other motivational folks so they can motivate you. But it is so important, Connie, that you (laughs) fill you up. That you, because if you don't have, if you're not able to fill you up, you can't feed anybody else. It's kind of like a a dog. I don't know if you've ever seen a dog or a cat when they have their babies and those, and they're sucking on the, I don't want to say nipples but yeah you know that's what it is. and they're sucking and they're sucking and they take all of this stuff out and Connie that becomes us yeah people are sucking and they're sucking and they're sucking but what are you putting back into you so that folks are getting the nutrients that they need because you can't feed nobody else if you haven't taken care of you right. and so that is a that's a thing that I've got to I focus on a lot you know Shirelle are you are you handling you are you taking care of you because when you say you know what I'm going to accept this role I'm going to put this cape on and I'm going to motivate I'm going to encourage I'm going to take folks to the next level that comes with a lot to how much is given, much is required. Right. And if that's the way you unrock it, then you got to make sure that you are full. Because the minute you slip up, you will cause so many other people to do the exact same thing. Because they're watching you. They're depending on you. They're saying, but Connie, I thought, you know. Right. And, and then, of course, the thing I love about you, Connie, is you make sure people know, hey, I'm not perfect. You yeah. know, and neither am I. And, and that's very important for people to understand. Um Life is going to happen, right. but what are you going to do with it when it happens? Right. And just making sure that when people see us, when our life is happening, like right now, right. we're going through COVID, you know, how are we responding? How are we, how do we react? You know, how do we feel when we get that pink notice? Cause we get them too. When a light company, oh, we pay out. Okay. Here comes the pink notice. How do we, how do we handle that? Right. Um, and so, and I don't know if I answered your question, yeah, but yeah. okay. Yeah. But just, yeah, making sure we gotta, we gotta fill ourselves up. You, I can't give you nothing if I'm not full. So your project is entire inspire yes so that's your it's your coaching uh company right yes yes so what is it like what are your next steps right now you're doing a podcast Mm -hmm. and so what is your next goal with your organization like with your company i have so many um dreams so many goals aspirations and it becomes connecting with the right people that are going to help me you know, throw that vision out the way I desire to. I would love to start a YouTube. I would love to do that. Um, I would love to, um, you know, some of the followers that are listening, I would love to be able to connect with them and do some individual coaching sessions for them. I do have people that I coach with right now. Right. um, But I would love to kind of some of the folks that have started listening just because somebody told them, hey, listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, I would love to be able to kind of coach with some of those folks. Um, I talked to you about my website. I'm, I'm there's a glitch somewhere in that deal, but there's oh. a website that is that is ready. I just got to figure the glitch part out. Um, and I'm going to tell you, I just, I, I would love to, I remember there was a time that I said I wanted to be able to travel the world and just motivate and encourage. Um, and I remember there was an opportunity that I was given to go and motivate and encourage. And then I was like, oh God, I forgot I'm scared of planes. I can't get on a plane, so then I can't do it. But, you know, God has a sense of humor because then I canceled that event because I was scared to get on a plane. And then my job said to me, we need you to go to Chicago (laughs) in a couple weeks. And I was like, "Okay, who's driving? (laughs) And then they said, we're getting on a plane. And so then and then my job said, "Okay, we went to Chicago. Now we're going to go to Detroit. Oh, wow. Look, wait a minute. How are we going to get there? And so I've overcome that. Fear God has a sense of humor. I've overcome my fear of, of flying, right. and so I wanted I want to do it. I want to get I want to get out there. I want to do it. I want to make it happen. Um, I just want all of those people, no matter where they are, right, to know that you got it. Right. Whatever it is in life that you're facing, whatever frustration you have, whatever it, whatever it is that gives you a headache, you got this. Right. 
breathe in, breathe out, whatever it is you need to do. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, write our goals down, write our vision and make it plain, and let's rock this thing. You got it. I think for me, uh, one of the biggest things that I fail at or that I succeed at, it's the same thing, is being human, right? Like, you said you were scared of getting on a plane, mm-hmm. but you're motivating other people to get on a plane, yes. right? Yes. So, for me, that's I love that. Because, yes. like you said, you're going to do it even if you're scared. Mm-hmm. Because that's the best way to motivate other people, right? You're being the example mm-hmm. and showing them that. What is your biggest, um, like, what has been your biggest fear where you're like, how am I going to teach on this? Aside from planes, right. like personal stuff that you just have to really push through and say, you know what? I'm going to get on the stage and talk or I'm mm-hmm. going to write the book or whatever that is. Aside from that, what has been your biggest fear that you've had to overcome to push other people in that direction? You know something, Connie? I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna be, as, as women, we are always um, led to believe that we are not enough. Right. As women, we're not pretty enough. Our hair is not long enough. Our teeth are not straight enough. Our weight is not right. Our look is it's not what they're looking for, especially as minority women. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was always, you know, who was going to accept me? Who was going to, to, to give me the opportunity? You know, does she have the look that they're looking for? Um, because I am African-American, and I know that there have been so many times where at one time, if you weren't, you know, light-skinned or fair-skinned with the beautiful, natural, curly hair and the hazel eyes, then you weren't it. Right. I'm none of those things. Right. I'm chocolate. <laughs> you know? Um, I don't have natural curly hair, depending on what day it is. My hair does not want to function right. That's why ponytails are my best friend. Um, and, and, you know, I have pretty decent teeth, but, right. you know, but do I have that look? Are they going to receive me? Are they going to accept me? And I'm going to tell you what I learned very quickly, Connie, is if you don't believe in you, if you don't possess a confidence about yourself, people are not going to see it. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you smell like. If you don't carry yourself in a way to be respected, folks will not respect you. Right. And so that was something for me. That was, and I would think about, I, w- I would sit in meetings and I would sit, I would be on stages and I would be in places with people who I felt like were so much smarter than me and so much better than me and so much, so many other things than me. Why did they show up to hear me? Mm-hmm. And I had to get past that. To hell with why they showed up there here. You better give them what they asked for. Yeah. Lights, camera, action. You know, it's, it's hey, the show must go on. We got to get started. We got to do it. Um, and I'll never forget back when we were working together years ago, I remember our boss, one of our bosses came to me and she said, Sherelle, I need you to work on a project for me. And I asked her, I said, well, I'm clearly not the smartest person in the room. I'm I'm not the most educated person in the room. There are some who have all of these accolades and they, they will be so much better. And she said something to me that was so profound. And it was actually Ms. Azar, okay. Esther Azar, yes. you know, <laughs> and she said to me, if I didn't think you could do it, I wouldn't have asked you. And it just blew my mind because right. at that point it became, wow, somebody believes in me. Mm-hmm. And it, it it was a big deal. And sometimes that's how we needed somebody to believe in us. So for me, it was, you know, do I fit in? You know, if I decide I want to rock my braids today, is that going to be a problem? If I decide I want to shave my hair tomorrow, will people still receive me the same? If I want to put on an afro, you know, if I want long hair down to my butt, which I won't do. Because <laughs> I'm all of five feet and half of an inch and I don't think I'm going to do that. Which I'm not dogging people that do it. It just right. didn't, it didn't work for right. me. But but at the end of the day, it it still becomes, you know, do I accept me for who I am? Because accepting you is going to go a long way. You know, and sometimes you got to fake the funk. Sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. Sometimes yeah. you got to act like you got it together, even when you don't. Right. But that was just the big thing for me. Just 
always wondering will people accept me and especially with me when I you know like I said my hearing is bad you know I wear glasses um and so I feel like those are blemishes will people look past those blemishes or will they get stuck on it and and I'll never forget when I went to one of my hearing appointments um the lady um at Miracle as a matter of fact was like she said something to me. She said, you know what? The very same way that you accept that you wear glasses is the same way you need to accept that you have bad hearing. The very same way that you accept all of these other things, you just need to accept that's a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. And I got to the point of like, yeah, I have hearing aids. It is what it is. Either we're going to rock it or we not. And if you don't want to, I'm good with that. Right. But it took me almost 40 years to get to that yeah. point, you know, because yeah. as a kid, I was like, I'm not wearing a hearing aid because the kids made fun of me. Right. But now it is what it is. Either you don't love me or you not. But I'm right. comfortable hearing aid glasses contacts whichever way i choose to do it because that's who sherelle is and that's the point you got to get to who are you do you accept who you are and are you comfortable in who you are because everybody's not gonna like you they're not gonna love you but for the people that you are assigned to you take those people you love on them you get them where they need to go and we're gonna all be all right in the end and it becomes about the message right yes like if there people are willing and listening and if they're your people and they end up listening to you then They'll receive your message in Absolutely. that way. Isn't there a scripture about, um, like, the what you said about Miss Azar, that she chose you because you were able? I feel like there's a scripture about that, maybe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to think about it. I'm sure there is. There's so much in that book if we open it up, you know. And so you are always telling me, because mm-hmm. it's the flip side, right? Like, I'm very confident and I am who I am and I've grown into that person the last two years more so. Um but then I don't see it in myself, right? Like, I don't ever see it in myself. I don't ever, not that I don't care to see it. I just am who I am, right? And and so there's that flip side of the people who they have the following. They have the people that want to talk to them and you just don't see it, right? You know what, Connie? <laughs> Y'all, if you have not met Connie, if you have not seen Connie, please check her social media. She's on Instagram. She's on Facebook. If you have not seen her, check out Mama of Dose. You have to because Connie is so freaking awesome. It's disgusting. Connie, let me tell you. There was a time that long hair was a thing, but you have totally put that short hair in and you rock it. Do you hear what I'm saying? Back in the day, Connie wearing glasses was nerdy. Baby, Connie, you pop, you pop them glasses on and you do your thing. Like, hey, yeah, I wear glasses, then what? And I'm going to tell you something else, Connie. I'm going to be really honest with you. I was one of those nuts that said, oh, God, these people have tattoos. And then I married a man with tattoos. And then there's Connie with her tattoos. And so I don't have the guts to get it, but I think tattoos are the coolest thing now. Right. Um, so the, at the end of the day, um, you have so very much to offer. Um, there are so many young ladies who sit, and I think about it all the time. I talk to my clients about how there is somebody who's praying somewhere and they're like, you know, God, please send somebody that understands me. Please send somebody that looks like me. Please send somebody who, 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 who struggled like me, who suffered like me. And then there's Connie. She says, you know what? I haven't always had money in the bank. I know what it is to have a negative account. I know what it is to struggle. I know what it is to have these two kids here and ask myself, Lord, am I good enough to be able to take care of these kids? I know what it is to say, am I, you know, good enough for my husband to love me? Or am I a great enough employee for these people to keep me? I've been through it. I know what you, and, and, and you, you rock it each time. And if you realize how fantastic you were, right. girl, please. Girl, you, you, you'd say, Ellen, can I have the mic, please? <laughs> but that's, I feel like, but there's a lot of people like me, right, that I feel like that's that's the biggest thing is because, so there comes a point where I, I 
grew up thinking if someone thinks too much of themselves, they're conceited and they're stuck. That up. is ex- that's, so that's how we raised as minorities. Yeah. You are, and that now that scripture, you don't want to think more highly of yourself than you are. So you're right. We are taught that. Right. But in the midst of that, Connie, we still have to know that we are worthy. We still have to know that we're great. We still have to know that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We still have to know we got this. Right. But it, it doesn't mean that you're conceited. But I think that as young brown and black girls, we we probably took it a little too far. Mm-hmm. We probably we were we were afraid to get you know is it is it okay to say i look beautiful today is it mm-hmm. oh god no don't say that what right. will people think right. but guess what you rocking it connie so if you're not gonna say it about you i'm gonna say it. you looking good today okay. you doing your thing you got this you know and like i said i'm gonna get your autograph now because in a minute <laughs> hollywood is gonna see you and it's gonna be over that is so funny. Thank you, Sherelle. So, so for y'all to know, Sherelle does this to me every time I walk into her office. <laughs> so it's like the best, like I call it church. I go to Sherelle's church mm. every morning. <laughs> well, now, not now with COVID. With COVID now I call her, but I used to go yes. and sit in your office. Yes. Because it's the best way to start my day, right? Like I just need that extra Sherelle word <laughs> of the day because I it fills me up in that way that I'm like, okay, I got this shit. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do it. Yes. So I think we all need that person, right? So who is that person for you? You want to know what's real crazy, Connie? I have a few people that I kind of bother. I'm going to tell you, on my way here, I was on the phone with my big brother. And um, he is one of the few people that I will allow to kick me in my behind. Um, And then, of course, it's my best friend. I've got people. But I'm going to tell you this. There was so many times in my life. And this is why I thank God for you. Where people have said to me, Sherelle, you dream too big. You want too much. You desire too much. I think about my cousin Roy. He listens to my uh, my messages and he's like, look, this is what you need to do. Get it together. And, <laughs> and I'm good with it because that's the only way that we're going to grow is for us to say, you know what? My breath stinks when I wake up in the morning and I'm going to allow you to be the Listerine because I got to get it together. Right. And so um, the at the end of the day, um, I've had people, so I do, I thank God for you, Connie, because you jump out and you try stuff and you do stuff. And no matter how crazy you look, I'm going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Let me, what it is, what it is. Um, and so, but, but it is that, and I'm going to be honest with you because it's, 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 a, it's a blessing and a curse right. um, because I'm so motivated and because I have so much that I want to do, there's goals that I want to reach, there's things that I want to do. I think about even as a kid, my grandfather used to always say to me, Sherelle, you're just as good as anybody else. And I'd be like, well, no, Grandpa, my hearing is bad and you know I don't see well. And and, and I would always have any baby, you can do anything anybody else can do, Grandpa, but you don't understand. And and my grandfather in his in his crazy way would get me together. You know, he's gone. I miss him. Um, but at the end of the day, I have. I've, I've, I've dreamed a lot. I have those goals. I have those aspirations. I have the desire. That's why for you to ask me, where do I see myself? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Do, I, do I get to tell the truth about where I want to be? Do I get to yes, tell the truth about to. where I want to go? Do I? And it's just, I mean, so it's it's funny because now, now I leave this session, leave this meeting saying, wow, Sherelle, what, what all do you want to do? Um, because it was crazy to me that somebody would take a, a, a hey, Sherelle, saying you can do it and it meant something to them that was right. that blew my mind right. you know when I, I i have a lady who's uh, one of my facebook friends right now who said you know 10 years ago you interviewed me for a job and you said a b c d and i still remember that and it's like wow do you right you know and so that's that's the thing that i have to begin to embrace is that you know god has gifted me to be a blessing to folks and you know when folks are blessed they want to come back and say thank you and so when people come back and say thank you sometimes it's like oh lord what do i do with that I know. And I feel like we've done it like a full circle right for us because 
for you to have told me uh, 10 years ago, I think, mm-hmm. over 10, it's maybe over 15 10 years, years ago, ago that yeah. you were talking to me, trying to tell me, Connie, this is not where you belong. Yeah. You know, you're not. And every time I felt stuck at a job or at a position, I go back to that moment. Like mm-hmm. Sherelle told me, yeah. I'm the son and I got to get out of the closet. So yeah. that's, and that's what I work on every day, all the time, even now, right? Yeah. You know, and I talk to you every day about struggles mm-hmm. and everything that I'm going through and stuff. So yeah, pushing yourself outside of that box, coloring yes. outside the lines. Tear the box yourself. up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so definitely. Thank you, Sherelle. This yes, is so thank good. You. Yes, thank you. <laughs> we need you. an audience and like high fives and shit because yes. this is good. <laughs> yes. Okay, guys. So entire inspire. I'm going to share Sherelle's link um, in the description and then I'm going to tag her on Facebook so you can find her because she has, you only have the podcast in your Facebook right now, right? So I do and I am definitely looking folks that can help me to, to, you know, expand the branding. Right. I've had some people say, oh, I'd love to help you. And then it becomes, oh, yeah, about that. Right. right <laughs> so, yeah. yes. So, definitely, we'll uh, tag Sherelle, get all of her links in there, and try to uh, get you guys connected to her. So, thank you guys so much for listening today and for being a part of Taking Back Your Power because it's so important to take back our power. Yes. A huge thank you to Sherelle Sydney of Entire Inspire for coming on our podcast today and truly inspiring us to think outside the box, to be our own sunshine, and to always believe in ourselves. Thank you all for listening.